It's your boy Dukes, and this is After Sports Talks. You can catch us on Monday at 3 p.m. on The Real 1100 and iHeartRadio. Let's go! Yo, 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 yo. Good afternoon. This is Dukes, and I'm with my main man, Bo. Yo, yo. How you feeling, Bo? It's been a month since we've been here, man. What's been good? Hey, man, I'm feeling outstanding, man. You know, new month, you know. I, hey, we're just trying to get it, bro. Hey, me too, man. Baseball just started back, so I got my boys, you know, back back with my 8 and 10 U's. So we got rec ball right now, a spring ball. So right now the heavy skill developing, really still brushing up on the game. Got some newbies. So right now I'm trying to teach them how to throw the ball. And I forgot about that feeling, man. You got to be patient with those young athletes. But right now it's important to do that. Um, so I'm looking forward to the season, man. So before we get into it, we got a lot of things to talk about. We got the, the, the uh, NCAA tournament. Okay, we got the MVP race going on, playoffs getting ready to start. We got a lot to get into, man. But before I get into that, I just want to take a moment to um, send condolences to Dwayne Haskins' family. You know, we just recently lost a, a very, very, very young man, 24 years young. I don't even want to talk about what happened or what could have been um, because I feel like that's disrespectful. You know, all that matters to me is we just lost another, you know, Great young man. It's, it's, it's really, really sad to hear that, man. So if you don't mind, let's just take a moment of silence for his family uh, to remember him. So thank you for that moment of silence, man. Like I said, we got a lot of great things to get into, starting with the, the March Madness tournament. But I'm going to take a quick break. Going to catch some tunes. And right when we get back, we're firing off, man. We're going to get right into it. Stay tuned. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Owners. If you're looking for exceptional veterinary care in a friendly and comfortable environment, you should visit Just for Pets Wellness Center. Just for Pets Wellness Center provides preventative medicine and treatment, and also advanced state-of-the-art veterinary dental care and surgery, all while keeping your pets safe and comfortable. For quality care for your pets and peace of mind for yourself, visit Just the Number Four Pets FL Vet to make an appointment today. Be sure to listen to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In The Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Okay, so we back at it. Time to break down NCAA man's basketball. Bo, I'm not going to lie, man. We don't spend enough time <laughs> focusing on college basketball, but this year's tournament, I'm not going to lie. Three of these games got me. Some teams shocked me. As always, my bracket was god-awful. It was terrible. I, I don't know about your bracket. How, how bad was your bracket? Man, you know, honestly, I this was my first year not doing a bracket. <laughs> what was and, that? And, and, you know, normally I don't get to – 
into college basketball during the season. I always watch a ton of March Madness games just because it's just lit. Like, you know, it, the, the, the atmosphere in college basketball, college sports in general, it's just lit. So, yeah, I definitely caught March Madness, but... I missed out on the tournament this year, man. So you didn't do a bracket, but who did you expect to win it all? So I, I did expect Gonzaga to get it. Mm. You know, a uh, little bit of a letdown there, uh, but I think they still had a good. I mean, it's, it's it's to me basketball is not as predictable as like football. For sure, you so. know what I'm saying? Like For sure. guys, you know, you can if you can hoop, you can hoop. Yeah. So. so you know, when it comes down to the tournament for me, it's really about that camaraderie, you know, um, experience. Generally, I expect older teams to do better, but we saw this year that wasn't always the case. Um, and I really want to get into that. But before I get into it, I, I, I want to dabble into a little more uh, in Gonzaga. Gonzaga, I think, went down to Arkansas, but do believe. Why do you think they went down to Arkansas? I, Arkansas is a great defensive team to me. So to me, I think that's what won the game. But do you think it was more than that? you think Gonzaga looked a little too lackadaisical out there? No, no. I just think, you know, with, with basketball and, and playing in a tournament where you have one game, you know, you're playing normally against teams that you don't play against, you know, because college basketball is very conference heavy. So if you don't have the experience, obviously their best player is – a freshman, you know, right. which is happens a lot in college basketball sure. with one and dones. But, you know, I, I just think that college basketball is even. Yeah. You know, I think that's why they lost. You know, I was looking at the bracket, man, and here I am looking at the rankings, the amount of points they put up. And you know how the, 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 the app gives you all those breakdowns, right? So then I got to dabble into, let me see what they did in the conference, you know, because I generally expect conference champions to do better. But as we saw, that's that's just not the case here. Um, and I do want to point out one team that just had me utterly shocked, and that was St. Peter's. I'm not going to lie. Did not think they would do this well. You know, I did kind of see their ranking and think, okay, I see how they're seeded. Generally, these these 12 seeds come in and just shake things up. But, Jesus, these boys were balling. How do you feel about the team and, and, and their coaching? So, you know, St. Peter's reminds me of teams that, you know, they just buy in. For sure. You know, it, it seems to me it's just a group of guys that can hoop, that bought into whatever the coach was preaching throughout the season. Um, maybe they just clicked, started clicking at the right time. You definitely, know, I think that's definitely. important um, for a team to do. And, you know, March Madness, you know, you can, you can not have a, a super stellar season and come sure. into March Madness and – I mean, you only have one game right. to see if you're going to make it to the next one. Definitely. So you just, it's like all in or not. And I think they were all in. You know, you said one key thing that I, you know, I always, it's in the back of my mind. And actually what I want to talk to my team about, buying in. You know, when you're when you're building a team, and I'm, I'm going to say a community for the sake of my argument. That's a community, okay? Everyone has a role to play. If you don't know your role and you're not committed to it, Things will not go as planned, okay? I think St. Peter's, they, they, they had an agenda. Everyone stuck to their roles, and, and, you know, it panned out. No, they didn't get all the way, but they were damn close. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, you know, it really looked like a business trip. Right. Like, it looked like a group of guys who were like, all right, look, we trying to, we trying to level up. For sure. This is our chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go hard in the coach. Same deal, like, 
this is an opportunity for us to show individually and as a team what we can do. For sure. So my last question about St. Peter's, um, we just recently saw the coach took another job at Seton Hall. Um, how do you feel about that? You know, I'm, I'm always iffy when I see things like that. You know, a coach in an organization helps them get from point A to point B, and point B is a lot higher than what we expected. I'm always like, you know, you know how we like to show Friday Night Lights. You're going to stay in there and get another year in. You know, you're gonna, you, you got this team right now. You're going to keep building or you're going to just shake and leave and, you know, start fresh. So, you know, when decisions like that, when does, you know, your self-progress become more important than the team's? Or, or how do you think coaches really, you know, break down that decision? You know, I, I think it's like, I think it's a, a lot deeper than what us as fans think about. For like, sure. These, these guys have families. Right. These guys have dreams. And who's to say that he or she didn't, you know, grow up and this is what they wanted to do. They wanted to be a NBA coach. And we know that a stepping stone for that is going through collegiately. For sure. You know, we don't we have no idea what the dreams and aspirations are of this coach. And, you know, I, I, I think, again, I think this was a business trip. And I think. Yeah. This was a part of that, even the coach. Can I add something to that? For sure. Um, Shaheen Holloway, who's yep. a coach, he um, he played at Seton Hall. Yes, right. he did. And with this run that he had with St. Peter's, mm-hmm. this was their their first. So they won three tournament games. Yep. These are their first three tournament ever. wins ever. <laughs> yeah. So it's it was really a strike while the iron is hot situation. Right. For sure. And his alma mater is calling and Definitely. with the uh, this new version of the Big East that no one takes seriously yet. Right. You know, Seton Hall, they want to be good at basketball yeah. because they were once a They were. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to get back to that. And uh, what better way? And I don't know if it's a trend or, or maybe because, you know, these are basketball people that um, – you know that have been around the program and understand the environment where the the school will hire one of their former players. You see it at Michigan. You see it at right. Memphis, Memphis, at Indiana, for sure. Um, and we, we just we it's recently Successful. at Duke, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think so, I look at it as a it regenerates the energy not just for the team but for the fan base. Right. It, it gives a familiar face like, hey, we used to root for and it's normally guys or or girls who like Don Staley. You know what right. I'm saying? Like she's she was a hooper. She was hooping and coaching at the same time. Mm. You know, collegiately. Yeah. You know, while she was in the <laughs> WNBA. And it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. I just I, I feel like being able to do that. How does she juggle that? I don't know. She's well, she's the WNBA season was during the summer. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's still like that all season when you're training and you know you're trying to get your mind, your body right. Like, and they're 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 low key used to it because right. they have a they, they don't anyway, right they don't have the contracts exactly. that NBA players have, exactly. and they normally are always busy in the off season for anyway. Sure, for sure. So. Man, I, you know, incredible. Congrats to him. I, I'm looking forward to see what Seton Hall is going to do being forward. You know, like you said, great. They once were a top seated team. I mean, we used to see Seton Hall. Just, you know, yeah. they were six, seven, eight seeds all the time. Right. You know, in the tournament. Just fell off. And I, and I would like to see them get back to that. So, two teams I always focus on in tournaments is, you know, the, the best rival in, you know, college basketball, in my opinion, is going to be the Tar Heels versus Duke. You know, and I'm not going to lie. I, I, 
I don't like either one, <laughs> to be quite frank. But generally, when I, I'm pulling for one, I pull for Duke over UNC. So, with that being said, I had UNC losing early off. I did not think they were going to be about anything because they, they always let me down. And I actually had Duke winning out. So, before I talk about Duke, because I have a lot of things to say about Duke, let's talk about UNC. Let's give them their props. Them boys was balling. Okay. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that they were going to be like that. And that's what I said earlier. Remember I said that the, the camaraderie, you know, you building that relationship matters. I, I saw that here. You know, um, let's, let's point out that boy Brady Manic, <laughs> that big man can shoot. I did not know he was like that. I mean, he's pulling threes before he even sees the basket. I didn't see that. Uh, Caleb Love. I did not give him a credit for being the driver that he is. He's a game changer. And honestly, if, if Duke can get a few of those calls, they would have lost that game. Uh, UNC had that game, and they re- they really got about, about six or eight points and just let it go with the last two minutes and 50 seconds left in the game. It's, it's tragic to see, but I, let's give props to UNC. Um, they did upset Baylor, which was also questionable. What was the call? It, it, a foul call happened in that game where it just extremely changed the game. Do you think if that call didn't happen that Baylor would have got that game? Um. It's possible, um, but the way that, and I'm a North Carolina fan, by the way, uh, but <laughs> I think the way that, that Carolina play, the way they play in this kind of scenario, this one game For playoff, sure. basically, it can throw a team off. Yeah. Uh, because they play, uh, they, they kind of still play an old school way uh, with their lineups. Yep. And they want to push the pace, but they can they can change it up as well. So um, it's not surprising that they made this run. Um, just you know, you're going to see with a lot of young players on their team that the, the style the play can be inconsistent. It was an up and down. Right, season. right, right. But like I said, when it gets to this one game scenario, things can fall the right way for them and it could throw a team off to where you're expecting them to play small because you play small. Uh, no, they're, they're going to play big yeah. and they're going to crash the board oh, yeah, for 40 they... minutes. And uh, yeah. getting and getting more opportunities, if we're going to out-rebound you, then that gives us more opportunities to get out on the break. And that's how they won some of those games. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, and it, that, that goes to what you said earlier, Greg. Like, it's another example of a coach who used to play, you know, he, he he was like number he's like number two all time three point percentage for, for North sure. Carolina. Like the, the the culture is there. Like exactly. they brought in a guy who, I mean, when you 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 get when you're done with Roy, you have to bring somebody. The next person you, you bring in has to be somebody that's like one of the him. Greatest. Period. You know, I I. You know, you made a good point. UNC definitely plays old school basketball, and I did see how that shook people off. I mean, before Amato went out the game, he had already had 17 rebounds in the game. You know, I don't want to talk about the injury. The injury was crap to me. I don't think he was really hurt. You know what I'm saying? And I thought that when that happened and that time was timeout was called, I thought, okay, UNC solidified this win. There's no way Duke was going to be able to get that momentum back, but they did. Um, but like you said, that big man basketball goes a long way in this game. It's a lot different. It's a lot different. Um, so now we talked about UNC. Let's talk about their rival, Duke. Coach K's last season. So let's give him his flowers. Coach K, best college basketball coach of all time. It's not even a question. Yeah, I, I, I will have to agree there. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Duke fan. I do root for them at times. But, 
Yeah, he he's he's the goat. So going into March Madness, like you said, you and I didn't really heavily dive, in, dive into season ball. But did you see Duke being this successful this year? Uh, I kind of look at Duke as a, a team like North Carolina who, I, is, if they're there, they can make a run. You know, and, and, and that's just what it is. You know, I don't know if it's, you know, if you're a player and you play for a team like that, and you have all that history, you know, it's going to give you a little bit of extra juice, a little bit of extra focus, a little bit of extra everything going into, you know, those one-and-done games. So, Duke, uh, very young team here. And when speaking to most people about what they expected from them, they always canceled them out said, no, they're too young. There's no way they can get through this tournament being this young, being this inexperienced, not playing with each other. But I don't think everyone really took the time to realize, well, let me take that back. Of course you see who they have. I mean, they have four or five star, five-star recruits on their team. But when you talk about chemistry and camaraderie, you know, I don't think, and I didn't really re- realize this, that Jeremy Roach and Trevor played together in high school. So when you have two people on your, you know, your two guards that they are very familiar with each other, controlling the pace of the game, that goes a long way. We got ballers like uh, AJ Griffin, who was absolutely phenomenal. He was one of my favorite high school players in recent years. You know, obviously came into the season hurt, down, had to get back to normal. But um, if I recall, I think he had the best three point uh, percentage in college basketball this year, shooting around forty four percent from the from three point line. That went a long way in in, in the tournament. Um, not to mention we have Wendell Moore, absolute beast down there. Um, Mark Williams, absolute beast. These are all five-star recruits. And lastly, my boy Paulo. Let's talk about Paulo. Do you think he's going to live up to what we think he is? Um, I, you know, I, I don't think when I when I look at him, I, I how tall is he? He's six ten, six ten, something like that. Yeah. And I mean, I see the potential in him and I think he could be a really good player I just think it's still early yeah I don't think he's one of those players that like I just saw like oh my goodness he's a superstar in the making like I see a guy who's still gonna have to you know everybody still is gonna have to put in a lot of work but I just don't see a super yet. I see a guy who could really make a way in the NBA you know at the you know in the next level for sure but at this point I, I can't really call it yeah it's hard for me to call it too um, at the age um, with his size and his skill set I could see him being very 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 good but you know one thing that I noticed that I didn't like in a tournament is he takes too many shots inconsistent ball up there and forcing straight in the foul call that he didn't get you know um he could have deteriorated the game another thing i want to talk about with him is i don't know if you've been keeping up with him but they said it, it, it claimed he lose weight seven pounds a game and you know that's uh that you know when when there are things like that it's not it's not like unheard of but when going to the nba you have an 82 game season, right? And it's way more games than you play in college. It's sure. way more games than you used to playing. Yeah, you play AAU growing up and stuff like that, where you you're playing year round stuff. But I mean, if you're in the NBA, you're you're hooping year round too. So, Period. I mean, that's a lot of games. I, I just think there's going to have to be some figuring out there. Do I think it's going to hinder him? I don't think so. But I think it's something that's going to have to be figured out for sure. What I've seen, um, this was brought up early in the season that they discovered that he had this condition. I can't remember what it's called exactly, but basically he is 
sweating out more than what he's putting in. Wow. Um, so he has to uh, to avoid, you know, cramping up and all that. There's a special concoction they make for him. Mm. So, you know, when the players are on the bench and they're and they're drinking Gatorade, they give him something juice. else <laughs> <laughs> to uh, keep him hydrated throughout the game. For sure. So it's it's something that the um, the the Duke medical staff uh, has been working on, and it's 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 pretty brand it's brand new basically. Huh. So uh, hopefully that can. It won't be an issue bringing that to the NBA. So right. when he was recruited, this wasn't something that was known. Not necessarily. Uh, it was while it was during um, their early practices and early in the season, hmm. he, they noticed he was cramping up a lot. And they weren't sure why. I mean, he's he's following whatever programs, nutrition programs, right. or whatever they have. Right. Uh, but he was still having these issues. So... And, it, and that had never uh, occurred prior. It's just right. it, that's just crazy to me. That you know, let's think about these, these kind of athletes. Generally, athletes like this are probably hooping since they was what young, five, six, seven years old. So to be able to play basketball for that long, and all of a sudden this health issue comes out of nowhere, it's just weird to me. Like, I, I mean, I, I'll say this: you know, each level of basketball you play uh, requires a new level of conditioning a new level of you know what i'm saying you you know your your physicals and that could be something that you know maybe this was you know his his welcome to okay man hey you know you've been going hard and it's been easy for you you know in high school it was easy hey you might have been really easy now it's hard and Mm -hmm. maybe it may be putting a little bit more strain playing more games you know Maybe it's a little bit you traveling, you know. It's a it's a whole different aspect, you know. Sure. You, you, you traveling, you gotta be here, do this and do that. It's not like high school anymore. So maybe you just needed. Maybe it was a shock. I'm just you know I'm just thinking about being young and being like for instance through high school and it, yes, conditioning is different. But towards your during senior year in any sport, you're picking it up and your body is starting to become what it's gonna be going forward. You know. So I'm thinking like. Senior year, he's 17. Now he's 18 years old, going on 19. What in that year of time? What changed? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did your weight just all of a sudden start fluctuating? And what does that mean for him going forward? And how will that affect his draft pick? You know, like seriously, serious question. How you? How do you think that that will? I think it will be something that does affect his stock. As much as I don't think it should, I don't think it should. What you know. Wherever he goes, I think it should be, you know, decided by what he did on the court and not that. Because I don't think it's really that serious. I think it's something that can be handled. All right. So um, they're, they're not at all really that comparable. They're, they're very different players. But because he kind of reminds me of him with how he plays in the paint, I'm going to ask you think he's going to be better than Ben Simmons? <laughs> you think his expectations are going to be better? <laughs> nah, They're different players. They're different yeah, players. Yeah, different different positions. But how I felt about Ben is kind of how I feel about him coming to college and going to the league. Uh, I feel a little bit different about I, f- I felt a little bit better about Ben I did than, I, than I did than I do this guy, for sure. For Let me sure. not take shots at I mean, and then, you know, we're talking about bigs, you know, and they had to go through the UNC bigs. Right. I mean, those bigs were legit, but let's not act like Kansas bigs. Let's talk about it. Weren't like really holding it down. Now, UNC, I mean, they were going through 
some injury. I do think that maybe that played some part in your boy's play. He still played very well while he was out there. They did miss him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They missed him the last, what, 35 seconds of the game? Well, yeah, after he rolled his ankle again. Right. And I saw so many conspiracies (laughs) that the floor popped up where he was driving. Like, that's too coincidental. Um, I'm not a fan of the race court in general, but um, they really didn't have another big that they could really trust to deal with McCormick. Right. Right. Uh, So they tried the best they could, uh, but... Kansas just took advantage of that, like get the ball inside right. to him. Literally, you know? like yeah, they, they were like, "Hey, look, this possession, <laughs> y'all know who the ball's going to." Corby's get getting this thirty-three. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so look, man, I want to get into the NBA MVP talk. You know, uh, most improved player, defensive player, rookie of the year. That's really what I'm excited about. But let's take a quick break. And y'all, we gonna hit the ground running. Stay with us after sports talk. So, why choose just for Pets Wellness Center? Compassionate pet care services featuring an experienced veterinary team to superior customer service in a caring and friendly environment. We offer individual attention and tailored treatment for each pet. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. Learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Then let's talk about your health. Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. As always, thanks for being here with us. We just kicking back, talking sports. Not talking about none of that stuff that don't matter. All that news that nobody cares about. We talking real sports, real stats. All the time here at After Sports Talk, man. So, look, now that I said that, t- talking about the NBA right now, before I get into, you know, who deserves MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year award and all that good stuff, let's talk about what the Lakers not doing, what LeBron not doing. And I- I'm going to go ahead and say it. I am, I have become <laughs> a LeBron fan through the years of watching him in my childhood, like literally my childhood to my adult life. I couldn't help but like him. Now we at the Lakers, still at the Lakers, and we had a disappointing season, to say the least. I mean, it's been terrible. Russell's been terrible. LeBron has not been terrible, but they have been losing. AD can't stay healthy. The bench is, where are they? You know, what's going on? What bench? What what Laker team are we even seeing right now? What's going on, Bo? Honestly, Dukes, uh, I think we're seeing a team that – 
gave up on the guys they had too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, called it. Caruso, mm-hmm. Kuzma, Kuz. Caldwell Pope. <laughs> you feel me? The, the 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 glue for the bench. You gave Montrez Harold. You didn't utilize him well when he was there right. anyway. You know, I, I just think it was a mismanagement of talent. Yeah. You bring in a guy like Russell Westbrook, who I love dearly, but LeBron James has predicated his career on playing with shooters. Right. You know, because of the style of play that he plays. He doesn't play the style of play that allows him to play with guys who can't shoot. At least a guy who's going to demand the ball like Russell Westbrook is, at least. you, you, you So... You know, speaking of things that just don't matter, it's the Lakers. They, they just don't matter. <laughs> this was a year in the West with the roster that the Lakers have where they should have been able to make some noise. Right. I mean, we're going to talk about the MVP race shortly, but I, I, I don't feel sorry for a team when I look at teams like Dallas or Denver who really had one guy to really just – in the West to lock in, and those those teams are what four or five seeds, you know. Right. Like, I, I, I there's no excuse for where they are right now. I don't care if AD. Everybody talking about LeBron scoring and B got that LeBron. All right, but why why are you not here? Yeah, you 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 not there. You at the crib. You about to be at the crib. Um, watching these teams play that honestly don't have nearly as much talent as you do. I don't get it. Let, let's speak about the pieces that you said are missing. Caruso had a great year with the Bulls. Right. Yeah, they, he did go through some walk. injuries, but I think the the Lakers underestimated his value. And For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And LeBron and I don't think LeBron wanted Caruso to go. I don't either. think so either. No. He. I think he was. That was one of the guys that he really wanted to come back. And. I'm gonna put a pin in that point because I, I do want to ask a question. I, like a, again, like talk. This is the only thing we're gonna talk about. It doesn't matter because they, they whatever. But I do want to ask a question about that. But before I say it, let, let's, I'm gonna still walk down the list of players they lost. So Caruso had a great season with the Bulls. Caldwell Pope, right great now, great season with the Wizards. <laughs> he had a great. He didn't start off as you know great, right? But as the season went down and the Wizards the injuries got rid of uh, Dinwiddie and yep. stuff like that, Caldwell Pope was a viable FanDuel option for yo the last forty one hundred bucks. Points, I'm just saying, you know, it was, it, <laughs> I, mean, I, I was you a know no duel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kuz, my boy Kuz, man, look what Kuz did when he went, went to the Wizards, man. He was a regular, yeah. That 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 was picked up. He's on my roster. Period. Right now, I kind of you know. I sit back when he got hurt, and then Porzingis came in. But, like, let's, let's be real. When Bill went down, Kuzman was the number one guy. And I don't think the Lakers were thinking about that when they let him go. Okay. So, one point you make, and make your point again, because I, I don't want to forget. So, my question to you guys was, and I, I, I have to always have somebody to blame for things, even though I know it doesn't work like that. So, who, for one, who do we blame for the Lakers doing what they're doing? And, two, you know, it's always memes and and jokes about okay, Greg got his hand up. I'm gonna get to it. We always got memes and jokes about you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Coach Thirty always talking about like LeBron how he runs the film room. We always say LeBron has all the control, but you just said he didn't want Caruso to leave, and and that was very evident. Why do you think his word didn't matter? And it generally holds so much weight. Why do you think? I think in in this case, I 
I don't I don't really blame LeBron in a way. Like he may get like 10, 15%. <laughs> but I uh I blame the general manager. I blame Palinka. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Hundred percent. You got to. Um, you know, they like said they gave up on some of these players too fast or or also being like stubborn and trying to keep things you're trying to like change things and keep things the way they are at the right. same time. Uh there's a video that um for anybody who, if y'all are basketball heads, listen to Gilbert Arenas' podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah Gilbert does yeah, a yeah. great job. He's one of the, the smartest former players you will Period. ever hear Period. talk about basketball. And he and he's he's brutal. He's, yeah. He can be very brutal. But he said that it started with them hiring uh, when they didn't bring in Tyron Lue. Right. Uh, right. And the, the, the hiccup there is that Tyron Lue wanted to bring in his own staff. Right. right? But they said, no, you have to coach with this staff. And he didn't take the job. And so you bring in Frank Vogel, a defensive-minded coach. But your staff are all offensive-minded coaches. Right. So if you have problems on defense, they can't help you. And it's – I think that was that was a major issue that I saw with the Lakers. It's like it's not really the offense. Like, yeah, maybe there's some – it's – it can get static, or it's no one really knows what they're what they try what they're trying to do or what they want to do. Right. But defensively, that is where this all fell apart. Yeah, absolutely. Because nobody played any defense, and it's and it depended so much on AD being out there and being your anchor for sure. And that's kind of not how he, he doesn't want to play, play like that, that way anymore. He's not. He doesn't want to be that. And so, LeBron is not that guy in his career now no. to to be. You're not looking for LeBron to be your best defender anymore. I, right. I said LeBron stopped playing defense when he left Miami. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's he, he wasn't. He can't help you there. Uh, Westbrook can't help you there. Okay He'll play hard. He yeah. plays hard. He'll play hard. And I told people there are going to be times where, like, Westbrook will get the rebound and just take off. Yeah. And LeBron will stand there frustrated, like, why did he give me the ball? Why are you, why are you, why are you moving so fast? Why yeah, are you doing so much? But that's his game, much? you know? That's why the, it, it that's wasn't, why it I thought work. it was a, a bad fit from bad the beginning fit. because these are two guys that need the ball. And when the like i said with with Vogel being there and whenever there were defensive breakdowns he had no one to bounce ideas off of or no one to have a different set of eyes for sure you know it was he was trying to figure that out by himself and then with some of the uh you know it seemed like they played better when they played the younger players right right, right. like reeves and and monk monk and yep you you don't none didn't play uh didn't play the entire season right stanley uh, johnson stanley played johnson, played stanley johnson then you know yeah. you bring him out of the g league and right. now he's starting so, right. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> you you're trying different things but it's okay if that if you didn't have a lebron and ad and westbrook yeah right. you can experiment with lineups trying to get the team better but compared to the expectations coming into the season i didn't think they'd miss the playoffs i thought they'd be maybe a six seven seed. right same but I, with the injuries it was it was bound to happen it was just a, I, it was but like i said with the the roster construction that stuff matters mm-hmm. but you can't do you can't build a roster uh 
in the style of playing NBA 2K. Exactly. Where you just make right. trades right. for exactly. the stars and you think it's just going to work With no great out. coaching staff and front <laughs> off. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, guys. So, look, we, we off the Lakers now. Okay, we're going to talk about things that matters. Um, I don't want to get into the MVP. I want to talk about Rookie of the Year because last episode we, we left off talking about our young gunners, who we think the young ones are. So, just just give it to me straight. Who's your rookie of the year? I'm going to ask both of you. So, Bo first and then Greg. Who's your rookie of the year, Bo? I got Evan Mobley as my rookie of the year. Um, I have him there because the what he's asked to do for that team, you know, then Jared Allen went down, and then he was asked to do even more right. as a at, at the position that he plays right. to, to step in and be your center now. Exactly. I, I think he did an outstanding job with just, you know, he was – it just looks like he was just prepared for this. For sure. For sure. I I really like Evan Mobley. Uh, but oh, even if he wins, that's great. If he doesn't win, I would not be surprised if it's Scotty Barnes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can I, – I agree with you 100% there. You know, I, I, I thought about – Scotty being because Scotty came in and was just man he he made like he made you think like he made OG Anunobi's like Better. stock kind of drop a little bit drop, but like like huh, it, yeah. it, it it gave them an option to be like okay in the future yeah we may be able to move right here and Toronto could potentially really be built because you know they started off terrible You're right. this season they, they were a team that came out of from the bottom of the bottom and came up and made the playoffs you know I'm going to give credit to Toronto for not only surprising me with Scotty Barnes but it had a lot of players that surprised me Malachi Flynn surprised me too when when, when Van Fleet went down um, that their team as a whole really stepped up um, Siakam's been good but I really saw his value this year when injuries ha- happened. And like you said, Scotty Barnes coming in and doing what he did, it really makes you question what pieces can they now give up? You know, because what I noticed about Scotty, here's what I like about Scotty. When they have injuries, he steps up and he's a player you want him to be. When they're healthy, he plays his role. And those players that come back from injury still are able to do what they need to do. That's what I be talking about, y'all, with buying in, playing your role. So to answer the question, um, my rookie of the year is tough, guys, because because one guy we're not talking about either is Kay Cunningham, right, right. Who had they, they have a very young team, um, a lot of players who I always say could be this, could be that, um, but Cade is as we see now, he is what we thought he was going to be. He's yeah. a leader of that K- team. Cade, Cade, his trajectory is to be possibly better than these guys that we're talking sure. about yeah, down the line. Absolutely, you know his situation. I pretty much only picked my choice, um, and Scotty Barnes would have been next based off of the impact that they made winning basketball games. And Cade would have, if, if, if the Cavs and the the Raptors were trash this year, right. Cade, Cade probably would have be. been my, my, my pick. So I didn't make my pick, so I'm, let me go ahead and do it. And I'm, I'm really like lollygagging because I have a bias. Scotty Barnes is my favorite rookie. I'm just going to go ahead and say that he has been my favorite rookie through duel, through just watching games in general, seeing his improvement, seeing him step in. And 
he he has so much fun on the court too, guys. I don't, I don't know if y'all pay attention to people's personality and how the team vibes off them, but yo, people really be want to play with Scotty, man. He gets he gets For the sure. team going with that energy. But I have to say, um, with the value of the team, seeing the injuries, you know, Colin went down, who was the Cavs number one scorer, and then we saw two things happen. We saw Evan step into the role that he needed to from going from transition from power forward to center. And we saw Darius, who we'll speak about later, Garland, really <laughs> become an all-star right before our very eyes. For sure. I knew he had a back. I didn't know he was like that. But even with that being said, if that team did not have Evan, they would not have had the success they had. And that's really good to see from a very young Cavs team. So rookie of the year for me, and I think it's I think we, it's an overall consensus that it's, it's Evan Mobley. Um, so moving into the next category, which is my favorite category right now, is the most improved. Um, the reason why it's my favorite category is because just the 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 the, the players is, is listed as being you know the, the top contender. So I'm gonna go ahead and say who I think should be there, um, or who is there in in the running, and that's people like Javante Murray, who I love. Mm-hmm. Your your boy be doing everything. He will have a game with 18 points, 19 assists, 12 rebounds, and four steals, and two blocks. I mean, like. When you talk about doing everything on the court, your boy is doing everything. He was cooking. At a point guard position, let, let, let's be in mind. Your boy, when he's not on the court, that's a different team completely. I mean, he does so many different things. I mean, I did not pay attention to him like this last year. And that's, that's just a fact. He was a great player. But talking about improvement, he did that. I think that's a, a Spurs thing as well. Right. Like, Pop and the the culture, you know, they they traded Derek White to the Celtics, and that was I thought they were gonna be hurt from that. that I thought they were gonna be hurt from that, and Lonnie Walker stepped up, Vassell yep. stepped up. Right. I mean, they had guys that were coming in and playing twenty. They were playing eight nine minutes a game. Now I'm playing 25, 26 minutes a game for sure. In I mean, they're in the playoffs now. They're, they're, they have a chance. I mean, Baller. we don't expect them to do too much, but I, I expect them to compete. Baller. Next on my list is Darius Garland. Um, I've already mentioned him. He showed us what he, he can be. He's an all-star, period. So, like, now my question for the Cavs in general was going forward, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do when you have a healthy Garland and a healthy Sexton? Who's going to be your number one contributor? Who's going to have their ball in the hands most of the time? And honestly, I I don't know. I have to see them together now to understand that team. I, I feel like at this point you can't take the ball out of Garland's hands. Yeah. Um, and Sexton, what makes him, he's really a two-guard. He's, two, he's, two. he's just a little bit shorter. Right. You know, so I think Collins going to be able to come in and, you know, at least next season I think that we're going we're to be able to see, you know, how it works and, That'll be able to really determine how the Cavs, I think, if it doesn't work, then you have an option to move and get better somewhere else. I'm calling it right now. The Cavs are going to be with the top five, one, two, you know, guard punches in the league. Like you said, now that we know Darius can run the team, Collins is going to be open. Yeah, and and (laughs) I I think Collins prefers to not play point guard. Period. So, you know, John Moran, you know, he's he's listed on his list as most improved. Um, So... Here's what I have to say about this. Jaws fire. He's been like that. We've already ta- we always talk about how good he is. I think he's one of the best in the league in general. But for this category is most improved, y'all, Jaw was doing this last year too. Right. And right, I, right. I I'm 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 not sure, you know, when it comes to like stuff like this, races like this, what are the credentials to being most improved? 
Right, right. You know, yes, he's most improved while he's been in the league before this year since from last year to this year. It's kind of hard for me to put him in this category. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think Ja kind of falls into the category of just missing the MVP race right. for me. I don't, I don't think this category is the one that he should be, you know, looked at upon. I think he should be looked at as an MVP candidate who who kind of is on the outskirts looking in on that conversation. Yeah, it's normally an award that goes to the guy who he gets more minutes, right. so his numbers go up. Right. Um, you know, the, the role changes. He, there's right, more responsibility. Right. For sure. Right. Thing. Um, I think Draymond kind of said the same thing yesterday. It's like, Ja was great last year. Right. So. <laughs> like, period, like, he was great. Right. He was. Uh, I don't, so, he, and of course, his guy, the, and my pick would have been, I don't know if he was on your list, is Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's on my list. Yeah, for sure. Um, career high in everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, he, he started off hot, then he cooled off around the All Star break. For sure. He, 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 cool, he actually he cooled off when Clay came back. Exactly. Yeah. When Clay, Clay came back. Yeah. You, you could tell that, you know, there had to be a little bit of. Yeah. You had know, to be a shift. We had to get Clay back going. Out, for sure. And then they started figuring it out. And then Steph got hurt here in the, in the end. Here comes Jordan. And, and this is a familiar situation for him. For this sure. Is what, this, is, this is what he was doing. You know, he was he just fell in line for sure. And I, as soon as you said, you know, get more minutes, and that means your play improves because of the minutes. Two people came to my mind. It was Jordan Poole and it was a Fernie Simmons. Okay, at first, you know, when I looked at the list initially, I was like, oh, my Fernie ain't been playing all year. Like, you know, he he gets a list of being most improved, but then I had to think about it. Like, they got down all their star players, and then they lost CJ, mm-hmm. and he stepped in and became an impact instantly. I mean instantly so i have to say he does deserve to be in this race i'm not sure you know how i feel about what ranking i would give him but seeing how his minutes improved and his play improved i gotta put him on the list one more person i have to put on this list from the grizzlies is desmond bain um desmond bain right now this year has been one of the best shooters in the league to me and one thing i i you know because the grizzlies are in such a small market I don't think a lot of people pay attention to their their team, how they're building, and what they're doing there. Their culture in in, in Memphis is phenomenal. Okay, they have a, a lot of young players, and everyone's bought in. S- same thing with other injuries. Desmond Bain, when Ja got injured, stepped in. But even when Ja wasn't injured, Desmond Bain has been balling out all season. I, I don't think that he's even questionable. He's been balling out. Um, another person that had a, a pretty okay last year, but beginning of this year was just my favorite young player in general at first was Miles Bridges you know I think he's kind of going under the rope because they've slowed down a little bit now we're focusing more on LaMelo Ball you know Rozier has started to ball out uh Oubre had you know was arguably one of the six men of the year so we was focused on other aspects of their team but Miles Bridges nonetheless deserves to be on this list um another guy that we we have to give him credit to was uh Tyrese Maxey. I mean, you can't talk about these players with not mentioning him. All right. But, you know, before they got hardened, dealing with injuries, everyone, Embiid goes down. Maxey easily became the number one player. And right now, to me, he's the third best player on the team. Healthy. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. Maxey is, I mean, he's a, he's a little dog, man. He, 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 he creates his own shot. He can catch and shoot. He defends. He tries hard. He's, Giving his body up, I mean, I, I definitely like him. Um, you know, especially for the future, 
for him. There, there is somebody that we that I want to give some flowers to in is. the in the rookie conversation. Um, that 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 person I want to give flowers to is Josh Giddy. Give it to him. You know, OKC found something in Josh Giddy. They did. The young man can hoop. Yeah, he can. He, I mean, he can. He's like a point forward kind of guy. Like uh-huh. he's a little bit bigger. You know what I'm saying? But he he controls the flow of the basketball game. And to be able to do that at his size as a rookie, yeah, he's he's literally make he's figured out his pace yeah. already. Him and SGA are gonna be a problem. That, They're that's, also that's in my tough. top one two young you know one two punches. I I like that. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. Just. You know, we don't have very much time, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. But just their young talent there as well, it's interesting to see how it's going to pan out. I want to see who they're going to keep, you know, who they're mm-hmm. going to let go in some of these trades. I, I, I'm curious to see. They have like 100 draft picks. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> that, so they're, they're looking to flip those picks right. into something rather than their it, core. I, exactly. don't, I don't expect them to trade their core. Right. I, they, they, they shouldn't. You know, please don't okay see you guys have a good core right now and if you just keep grinding you're going to be there and they should they should be able to do that with the rookie contracts and yeah. still they they, they they should be able to still do that Poku, you know yeah yeah they're good guys yeah. dort all they got they got some talent they got some talent there so look man last but not least what we all been waiting for who deserves that mvp title okay like we said earlier Joel Embiid has a score leader title of lebron you know Joel, he went off 30 points, almost 12 rebounds a game, over four assists a game. But we also have that big guy down in Denver in the mountaintops, the Joker, man. Does he deserve it? And lastly, you know, every year he's going to be here, you know. And I think I don't take it serious because he's always here, and that's going to be Giannis. So out of these three, and, you know, before I move forward, my fourth and I have to give him credit because he's on a team literally by himself is Luka. Seeing that, like what he continues to do for his team, no matter what he has, is impressive. But I really, I'm not going to lie, guys. This year might be one of the closest races I've ever seen. I I don't know who I'd pick. I'm going to pick the Joker just because like the stat lines he's putting up every game consistently is ridiculous. Also, you know, when he goes down, I mean, the team only wins 40% of their games. So, I mean, just seeing what he mastered the team, I got to give it to Joker. But that takes nothing away from Embiid, nothing away from Giannis, and absolutely nothing away from Luka. What are you thinking, guys? Uh, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a little biased. I'm a Dallas fan. But just from their roster, they have the worst roster on paper. Period. I mean, (laughs) it's some younger teams that like are like in the bottom of the league that like I like the Kings roster better like I, it's some things about some other rosters that are on some trash teams that I just like Dallas literally has Luka for sure you know and when Chris Stapps was there he was not healthy he wasn't playing games really at all uh you know same thing with I think it's for me it's Luka or Joker Two guys who literally willed their teams to where they are, and they're not barely in the playoffs. These are teams that were in the they're top of the tops of their divisions, like mid middle of the road through their divisions throughout the entire season. You know, so I'm, I'm gonna go Luca then Joker, but I do want to. I just want to see real quick, Greg, who was your most improved player pick? Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray for Dukes. My most improved player is Darius Garland um, from the Cavs. And I want to just 
give my defensive player uh, a shout out here, the person who I think should win that <laughs> award, because this is also a guy who I think could, who he's actually in the running for most improved as well. But that's Mikael Bridges. From oh the yeah, Suns. he is. He has been so. He's one of those guys where his role increased. You know, yeah. he's playing. He also has not missed an NBA game this season. He's he hasn't w- missed a game he, since high school. Right. And Which I'm not even sure he missed crazy. a game then. He, he, he just, he <laughs> is crazy. durable. He is guarding the other team's best offensive player night in and night out. And he's putting up buckets while doing it. You can count on him to make threes. You can count on him to create his own shot. And he is better way better than he was last year now he was a defender last year but looking at his game now he has figured it out he's completed he's more well-rounded player and i think he's a guy i'm not going to give him my most improved but in regards to defensive player of the year i know we normally give it to the big guys jaron jackson you know good block guy gobert those kind of guys normally get it Giannis. I, like I, I think I think defensive player of the year is between Bridges and, and Marcus Bam Smart. Adebayo you think, and like, Marcus Smart. Yeah. It's it's one yeah. of those three. I, I have to agree. Um, Bridges, you know, he's always been good on defense, but like you said, he shocked me in just other aspects of the game. When Chris Paul went down and, and Booker went down, I, I didn't know who was going to really take that role as being the, the top scorer on the team. And the fact that Bridges did it, it shocked me. I didn't know he had that bag. Well, I, I mean, while, while literally guarding the, like he's tired, y'all. He, he chases around guys the whole game. Like he, he, he. There's no let up in his he's defense. Glue. He's not. He's one of those guys that he plays defense like a guy who is in the league to play defense only. Like that's how he plays defense. But he has developed so much more. The Suns and you know, with that being said, and we're gonna let this be the last thing we talk about before we get off. Aris, coach of the year. You know, we're sitting here talking about the team right now. Um, the Suns, I think, is to me, is not close. I think the coach of the year should go to Monty Williams, period. Absolutely. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to, to to Taylor Jenkins. He did phenomenal. Absolutely. And Coach JB. Um, I think those three those three teams did a great uh, job this year. But just seeing what Coach Monty has done with his team once again, they have the best record in the NBA. And now that Chris is back, everyone's healthy. I'm telling you guys, don't be surprised if you're back in the final. Yeah, and and and, and to me, they. They fixed the issue that they had last year. You know, they lost Sarge in the playoffs, and I think they got really exposed down low, yeah, picking up JaVel. They are solid. They also yeah. got Biombo, so they got Biggs, y'all. And, I mean, that that allows them to match up with the smaller teams. Yep. And play however they want to play when Aiden comes they out. They can do whatever they want, and and and, and it, not not only is matching up important, but also getting that rest during the playoffs while you can is equally as important. So if you don't have a user back man at Aiden as much as you you know you think you you would like last year, it's gonna be phenomenal going forward, guys. Look, man, I swear to God, we don't never have enough time. Ever. It's already five o'clock. We gotta talk about getting on here more. But, hey, it's been real. It's been a great time, as always. Thank you for tuning in After Sports Talk, The Real 1100. We'll be back here next month, second Monday at 4 p.m. It's been real. Dukes, out. Bo. We out of here. Take care, y'all. Thanks for tuning in on After Sports Talk. 
It's your boy Dukes. We had a good time. This was fun, but we'll do it again. Peace.